Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. And we are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, Taylor's back. Yay! I know. So, Taylor, thank you so much for sharing your secrets in such a fashion that we're going to really introduce this. We've embraced it. We're going to, our next guest, introduce it to them, see how they do. You have set the standard. All right. That's what I try to do. We love it. We love it. Game changer. Changer. Let me try that again. Game changer. Yes. See, if I had been having a Ludens, maybe my (laughs) words would have come out a little more clearly. I agree. At least seven more. So for those listeners that can't hear or see us, well, that that wouldn't even make sense. But if for those not around our table, we like to have Ludens always at our podcast so that we can clearly articulate the thoughts that we have and just keeping it fresh. That's right. Keeping it smooth with the Ludens. That's right. Cherry-scented podcast. That's it. That's it. Okay. So I want to... Give you all a quote. So happy you're back, Taylor. Me too. I would then after the quote, well, the quote is a question. I want to dig into this because I am super excited about this topic and I cannot wait to get your thoughts. Are we ready to jump in? I'm ready. I like that word dig in. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Here it is. What will happen when we think about what is right with people rather than fixating? On what is wrong with them. Oh, Jill. What do you think will happen? Words that come to mind. Acceptance. Respect. Harmony. Interesting. Initial thoughts, Taylor? I would think by doing that, you could capitalize on someone's strengths versus correct, correcting the weaknesses that mm-hmm. can't be corrected. Mm-hmm. You're on to something. So this question is the crux of Don Clifton, the father of strengths, his work. And for more than 50 years, he studied what people did, how they thought, their patterns of behavior, how they felt, Because he was really, really, really curious about what was possible. What would happen if we really did put people in a position of focusing on what they do right, what they do well, what they are good at. Jill, what are you good at? How do I find out what I'm good at? I don't know, Casey. Excellent question. question. Right? Excellent question. Yeah. So I think the easiest way for you to find out what you're good at is to think about what comes naturally to you. Does that help? What comes naturally to you? Organization. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love it. I like that. Yeah. Taylor, anything come naturally to you? I believe that tidying things up to a natural completion as quickly as possible comes naturally to me. Efficiency, right? Efficiency. Efficiency. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I believe that my natural curiosity comes natural to me, right? I am Mm -hmm. inquisitive. Mm -hmm. A lot of people sometimes mistake that for judgment. I'm not... 
don't get me wrong. Yeah, let's be real here. Right. <laughs> I do have the capacity to judge. Sure. But typically, I am asking questions to know more. And it is this learner concept in me, right? I need to understand. I long to understand. I have an inquisitive mind. I also really believe one thing that come, what comes naturally to me is not getting to the point, but understanding more quickly what the point is, right? Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. And sometimes I get frustrated when people don't get there faster, right? You right. can go around the block a few ways. You can, if you're trying to get next door, you can go all the way around the block mm -hmm. or you can just hop over the fence to get next door. A lot of times I can hop over hop that the fence. fence. Hop the fence and go. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so again, Don Clifton studied how we think, act, and feel, and those natural patterns of behavior, he was able to put together an assessment. Mm -hmm. This Strengths Finder assessment gives you a great understanding for what comes naturally to you, and then it helps you really best understand, do you execute? Do you influence? Do you build relationships? Do you process data? And clearly we all have the capacity to do all of those, but you lead from one of them naturally, and then you have these kickers that support that. So this assessment is a pretty powerful tool to put you in a place of knowing what you're good at and managing what you're not because you're aware of it and you don't fixate on it. You don't spend time correcting because it will not help. Right. It's a, it's a waste of time, right? You said that and, you know, one of them was influencer. Mm-hmm. And... Right now, I'm helping my Dragon Boat team go out and get items for their auction. Okay. And it's really difficult for me to do that. <laughs> it is not. It does not come natural right. to go to a business and give say, hi, give me stuff, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. But I'm doing it because I'm part of the team. Mm -hmm. It needs to be done. I need to help raise funds, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So it puts me out of my comfort zone. I can mm -hmm. do it. Right. But it's not my strength. So Jill, I love that you are identifying this. That's exactly right. We all have the capacity, right? We have the capacity to do, to communicate, to have relationships, and to think. But it may not come as naturally as one or the others. Your strengths really sit in that relationship building domain. So wouldn't it be so fantastic if you walked into a business, made an introduction, and brought a compelling story about why there's dragon boat racing, and then you have a friend who's right there standing next to you to do the ask, right? Mm -hmm. So when you put yourself in a position with someone else who does influence, who can bring some bring their strengths with them, what they do well, what they're good at, that is the best combination to use. 
And so then you also can come from a place of, wow, I feel really good about what I am good at. And you're not frustrated because you may not have success because you're not good at it. Right. And I work so much better with a team. Mm -hmm. And I did go out one time with another veteran and we went to different businesses and we were like, bang, bang, bang. Mm -hmm. It was great. Mm -hmm. I went by myself. A little it, slower. It was a little slower. <laughs> sure. It happened, but it was a little sure. bit slower. Yeah. So, Taylor, what do you do that brings you happiness? I try to take time to myself. Okay. And kind of look inside and see what I feel like I may need that day. It, mm-hmm. it varies. Do I want to sit in the dark and read a book? Do I want to lay down and not sleep because I don't nap? Do I want to go to the gym? Do I want to call a friend for coffee? Do I feel like being social? Catch up on work, which is the poor choice. But, <laughs> but, you know, I feel like that is kind of what I do is I try to take into account where I'm at that day. Mm-hmm. Capitalize on however it suits me. Sure. Right, because I think, too, sometimes when we understand what our circumstances are, then we can better position ourselves, too, because we might have to change our mindset. Right. I think we also can really think about we all do things that don't bring us joy, that may not make us happy, but we do them out of necessity or out of maybe a love for someone else Mm -hmm. or to keep peace, right, some balance or harmony, Lots of reasons why we do things that don't bring us happiness, but may be fulfilling in other ways. Right. Right? Agreed. We hopefully don't have to fixate on that. Yeah. It's a little easier when it's something you enjoy and maybe are good at. Absolutely. Fixating on difficult. Mm -hmm. It is good, though, to, I mean, for me, it's like discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't want to do this, but you know what? Discipline. I'm supposed to. You can't. You're, I'm supposed to. I have the capacity to do it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you need to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's those conversations I have with myself, too. Like, okay, you don't want to clean your gutters, mm-hmm. but you know what? You can do it. You have legs. You can climb the ladder. You can do it. So <laughs> sure. get up there and do it. So sure. sometimes the discipline actually can be rewarding. Yeah. In a way, because you're holding yourself to, you know, standards and making yourself accountable. Like a chore. Right. Yes. It's not something you want to do, but you know you need you to. You got to do it. That's yes. exactly right. That's exactly right. But you won't thrive doing it. <laughs> Probably <Yeah>. not. Probably <laughs> not. That's right. Okay. So, are either of you spending time doing things that keep you from being at your best? Oh, good question. Because I just listened, um, Adam Grant had a podcast. I love Adam Grant. And it was the things he gave up doing. And one of them, which I thought was interesting, was if I don't know what I'm going to watch on TV, I'm not going to turn it on. Smart. I like that. I really do. That's a pretty good practice. That is Mm -hmm. a good practice. So there were a lot of things where, you know, he's like, I'm not going to take my phone in the bedroom. I'm not going to, you know... Look at my laptop. Open the laptop. Yes. Right. You know, so there's, again, to me, that was purposeful. Mm -hmm. Um, There's intent. There's intent. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And and it's a shift in your thinking, Mm -hmm. but to make your life more positive. Sure. Yeah. I think any time suck 
keeps me from doing what I'm good at or what I should be doing. Um, stress is a huge one. I feel like if we're depleted mm-hmm. in any way, we lack the gumption to do it. Right. We don't want to do it. Um, even things we found enjoyable, we don't. So mm-hmm. I feel like if, if you need to take a little time for some self-care to get rid of that stress, so you can get back to what you're good at. Um, that's important for me, at sure. least to be productive. I don't think I'm good at the gym. However, I know it's good for me. And when I make excuses, then I will just right. write like, oh, I'm going to give myself this hour because I, I deserve it. it. You deserve it. Right? I, I, right? I didn't sleep well, so I'm going to sleep in. Right. right? Then you, I don't sleep in. Right. I just no. write. I might turn on that TV and flip for an hour because right. I don't know what I want to watch. And then you could have been done. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Right? So I do know, though, when I push myself to go to the gym, have a routine, be more intentional right. with my time, and also be present in what I'm doing. And like, my time at the gym is my time at the gym. I'm not worried about what anyone else is doing. I'm not worried about what mm-hmm. I'm missing. I am here to make my body move yeah. and be proud of myself. Yeah. And it may not be anyone else's standard. It doesn't need to be. It's got to be mine. Yeah. And I, and so then I walk back. I walk home and I'm like, dang, I may not have slayed it, but... <laughs> you showed up. I showed up. I got yes. out of bed... That was right. The the battle. That is. I didn't waste the time. I didn't. I just did it. And I sometimes I think about wow. When I was working out in the evening, I found fifty-two other things to fill my time. It's true. And not go. It's true. I am so much more diligent about. Nope. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go. I'm going to get it done because it's such a great way to start my day. And I feel like then. Uh, that intention is a good way to take yeah. me through the You've day. You've checked the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. better than having a box checked by 6.30. Well, that's it, right? <laughs> yes. Especially, I think we live in overachiever land, right? And For so sure. when we have achiever as a strength, that is a yep. huge way to start your down. day. Got it. This is such a great way for me to, just what you said, Taylor, check the box. Okay, so back to that quote and what Don spent his whole life looking at is um, fixating on what is wrong. Either mm-hmm. of you ever been told you should fix something? Yes. Fix something wrong with you? Every day. Yes. <laughs> every day, Taylor. <laughs> yes. Crack me up. Okay, Jill. For years. So every, you know, I've been working 31 years. Mm-hmm. So you have performance reviews. Sure. And, yep. This is what she can do better and... You know, and I know these things about me, you know, um, let's say, well, I really, you know, want to get you out there more, you know, in front of, you know, different influencers and, you know, this Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm really good at like the second line. Yeah. You know? Support. I'm great right there. Mm -hmm. You know, that is my, my place to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know... People that want you to be something more mm-hmm. than what I don't want that. Right. 
So how do you, have you responded to that? How do you handle? I handle it like these are my strengths. Great. This is where I really thrive. Mm -hmm. And you can see that the work that I'm doing is probably something the other people Mm -hmm. maybe don't want to do. Right. But but it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. I can do this. Mm -hmm. You know, I do it well. And so I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Mm Mm-hmm. That's great, right? Because when you can articulate what you know you do well and also what makes you happy, what satisfies you, what brings you success, Mm -hmm. you may be helping, especially a supervisor, better understand your contribution. Mm -hmm. Because a supervisor's intent may not be with malice. It may Mm -hmm. be, hey, we want to grow and develop you. They just may not know how. And so they're trying to fix something that they see, but it may not be something that needs to be fixed. It's yeah, not broken. It's not needed. Right. right. Taylor, what about you? As someone you said every day, that cracks me up. Yeah, I mean, I, this is really deep, but I feel like my whole life and every probably every person, they're told in some way or another, whether subliminally or verbally, you're not right. Fix it. Absolutely. You're too loud. You're too quiet. Speak up. Shut up. Yep. Sit down. Stand up. Um, I mean, I feel like that's really resonating with me the last couple of years of my life. I don't want to conform to someone's box because that's how they perceive I need to be. Mm-hmm. I am what I am. I'm not going to change it. It took 30-something years to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it's too much work. Right. I can be me and be really good at the things I'm good at, know what I'm not, and... I have no interest anymore in fitting into a box. Mm -hmm. I'm not going, I'm going to say what I think. I'm going to do what I do. Obviously, I'm going to try not to be too mean. But, you know, put out some good out there. But I just think every day in society, that's something we all are told. Mm -hmm. And it's broken. Right. We're all not supposed to, I mean, none of us are perfect and shouldn't be. Right. That's what makes it all so interesting Mm -hmm. about being alive. So, um... Yeah, I think I'm told I'm broken every day in a lot of different ways. Right. (laughs) I think what's interesting, too, is so we may not be perfect, but we are exactly as we are. Right. And it's unique. It is special. And it shouldn't be the negative that gets focused on. It should be the difference. Right. Because the difference is the advantage. And if we can help everyone understand that, we could be so much better for each other. I have a huge benefit of working for an organization that is actually strengths-based. So I get day in, day out to focus in on not only what I am good at and my own strengths, but I get to develop the strengths of my coworkers. It's amazing. It is amazing, and it has been a game-changer for the last nine years and the development of staff, the development of the organization of our volunteers. And I thrive in that environment because there's so much self-satisfaction and there's also team development and a loyalty to each other. And I, I just, I actually appreciate watching this development and recognition of 
man, I know this is right for me. This is what I'm good at. And I get to support it for everyone else. So it isn't selfish. It turns into selfless. Right. And that is an amazing environment to be a part of. Now, don't get me wrong. There are days that I do not want to work, right? Like, that's just work. Right. But to know that that's a part of the culture that I get to be a part of, it does become a very rewarding. Because, Taylor, I grew up sassy and bossy and lots of negative connotations that came with being actually commanding and yeah. assertive Talks and too courageous, on the, on the outspoken, loud, yeah. bold, distracted, distracted. Uh, and those are all of the things that I appreciate about myself there are today. Strengths, they, aren't they are strengths. So interesting. I love actually being on a stage in front of people, inspiring, yeah. influencing, talking, mm-hmm. educating. That brings me absolutely great joy mm-hmm. to watch people have these moments of understanding and clarity. I'm not the person that has the fear of public speaking. I want to be the person hands on hips like this is how we're going to do it because I do have a level of confidence and I'm okay with having been told your daughter, having heard, right, my parents being told your daughter is bossy and my parents saying, yeah, we know, we know, (laughs) cool, right? And they've also said like as awesome as they were for me growing up, they were, they said all five of our kids are independent. All five of our kids mm-hmm. know who they are, and they stand in their own presence. Their truth. And I didn't appreciate that until I got the opportunity to develop other people. Mm-hmm. And again, it's the differences that are our advantages. And if we can help people understand that, I think our world would be so much more loving and kind and understanding. It's a tapestry, not a pattern. That's exactly right. It's a very rich tapestry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you were saying the descriptive words, you know, for you and Mm -hmm. that people would maybe connotate something like, oh, she's too outspoken. Right. But that is what's necessary for this podcast. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it is. It is. That is what's necessary because sure. our goal was to bring hope and interject hope back. Mm-hmm. And life doesn't turn out how you always thought it you know, should, but it turns out exactly how it's supposed to. Right. And so the strengths that you bring with, I don't want sassiness, bossiness. Sure. Yeah. Assertiveness. Assertive, Assertiveness. Right. That is what brought this to life. Mm-hmm. You know, and any um, good thing in any of our lives, probably. Yes, you know, so right. it's it's the strength that you have that brought about this podcast that is interjecting hope. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we're going to continue the work of Don Clifton, and we're not going to fixate on what is wrong with people. We are absolutely going to fixate on what people do well, what they do right, and what they are good at. That's right. Absolutely. With that, we're going to leave you on a high note with hope. Bye-bye.
If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at two Gen Xers and a mic. That is the number two, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.